Welcome back to another deep dive into the files of Saturday Morning Confidential. Now, today we're actually talking about Saturday Morning Cartoons, which is one of my favorite things. And I really wanted to talk She-Ra because I feel like she fits perfectly into our like woman power season that we're doing and just kind of one of my favorite icons from the 80s as well as today. And so there was one person that I knew I had to have on for this, and that is Kevin Smith. Kevin, welcome to the show. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. I am honored and delighted and thrilled to be here. <laughs> well, it's, I, I knew because we've known, we've like been in the same bubble, like in social media for years. Yeah. Um, this is the first time we're on like a video call together, but you always it's post thrilling. the most wonderful, like She-Ra fan art, as well as like other awesome comic ladies. Uh, but you're an illustrator, you're a costume designer. So why don't you just yeah. interso- uh, introduce yourself to everyone at home? Okay, my name is Kevin T. Smith, and um, I am an independent illustrator, costume designer, makeup artist. Uh, so that's what I do. I um, a lot of my work deals with um, empowerment and equality, and uh, re- redefining what we think is strength and stuff. So um, that's what I do. And you can find me at Kevin.com. K-E-V-E-N-N.com. Perfect. And we'll have that on the social media so everybody can see it. Uh, So what everyone cannot see right now, because this is an (laughs) audio format, is you have one of, you have a beautiful She-Ra shirt on. Is that one of your illustrations on the shirt? Yes, it is. I love it. So it's, oh, it's got the cast. It's got Glimmer. It's got Bo. I love it so much. And then what they also can't see is behind you is glass cases full of Masters of the Universe characters, including a Castle yeah. Grayskull, uh, but I'm seeing lots of like gorgeous other colors. So we've got the bright She-Ra characters in there with the, the Hemi characters. So I have to ask, what is kind of your earliest memory of She-Ra and how did she kind of like latch onto your psyche? Well, I was a kid of the 80s. So like, I do remember um, watching, like we discovered He-Man in the toy store before the cartoon came out. Mm-hmm. And um, cause I had two brothers and then like a young, really younger sister. And so we were into He-Man, my dad liked like fantasy type stuff. So he was into D and D. So like, this was like the thing for his kids, you know? And um, then along, like at some point, Secret of the Sword came out. It was like, Shira, what? There's a sister, oh, what? So, um, but unfortunately, I had very conservative parents. So Shira was something that like I bought for my sister for her birthday, really so that I can play with you now. And then we had this like down low, like clandestine, like play meetings or whatever. I'd sneak into her room. We had a code word for it and everything. I mean, this was, yeah. But um, yeah, I watched, I mean, we could watch the cartoon. The cartoon was okay. But once it came to like the action figures with, mm-hmm. you know, the hair and the clothes, it was very taboo. Well, I, I feel kind of so spiritually with that because like growing up, um, also an 80s kid, when I was like pre-K, my little ponies, Care Bears, Rainbow Bright, totally mm. fine. But mm. the moment I like hit elementary school and Power Rangers came out and it was huge, I could not have the pink ranger. I could not have the yellow ranger, but I could have all the boy toys. So but ridiculous. I couldn't have, it's so strange because I love the meme. It's like Barbie and He-Man. It's like, oh, I can't play with get this because it's going to make me gay. So have one of these. Mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, 
Bo, whether it meant to be or not, Bo is a gay icon. Totally. <laughs> Bo looks literally totally. like a Tom of Finland character. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> absolutely. And I mean, Prince Adam in the pink and the lavender and stuff. And I mean, you you look at like Secret of the Sword and that opening episode where like they're riding on the horse together and the animation, it's like, you knew the animators were having fun, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, and it's so interesting. So I'm we're I'm probably gonna end up referencing the docu series on Netflix called The Toys That Made Us quite a bit. Oh, yes. Their Masters of the Universe episode is wonderful. Yeah. they I've referenced their Jim and the Holograms episode several many mm -hmm. times before, as well as their Power Rangers. But the Masters of the Universe uh, uh episode is so interesting because, like you said, this came out of them creating a toy line. And then the comic, the little comics that came with them. And yeah. then the show just came as like second to it. So they could yeah. keep selling the toys in many ways. It's kind of what Transformers became. It's what Gem was. It's what yeah. My Little Pony was in many ways, Care Bears. And it was of this time, because now we always expect there's going to be a toy line because the show is so a interesting. A tie-in media. Yeah, right. but so rarely is there, you know, I think we saw it again probably with like Monster High in, mm. in the, the, the 20 teens. Um, where you know we would get some programming or like animated films because the dolls were doing so well and they needed to introduce more dolls in. Right, right. Um, but this was so interesting also because basically at its root, Shira's introduced because they wanted to keep the, the sisters in the room while the yeah. brothers were watching. And but they also wanted to give the brothers a reason to watch Shira. And yeah. so, but you are right, the, the figures were different, they weren't the same because they were shiny fabrics, they had mm -hmm. real hair you could comb. Yes. And and, and clothes that you can switch clothes. to. Absolutely. And she had a beautiful horse that she rode. We love yes. him. Um, and so it's, but it's so interesting because in many ways, She-Ra rewatching it, it's very similar to Masters of the Universe in the way that like, it's very flat animation. There are mm -hmm. three or four body types. Uh, everybody but it's better. <laughs> but it, I, I agree with you. I do think it is better also because um, they did introduce brand new villains. We're in a different world. It's a little, I didn't think it was possible. She-Ra is more camp than He-Man. Oh, but absolutely. Like, oh, She-Ra is pure camp. I always forget her name, but the witch from She-Ra. Madam Raz. Madam Raz. Who, mm -hmm. it was the one thing about the, I even said we weren't going to bring it up much, but about the revival series, which I do mm -hmm. love. Madam Raz was only in an episode. And I was like, oh, yeah. it's a bummer because her character's so good. Yeah. She's just so Joanne Worley. But like, yeah. again, they're all the epitome of camp, um, which, you know, I think is what makes children's programming just so good. But it's also something that, like as an adult, I don't always love rewatching the He-Man episodes, but I love rewatching the She-Ra episodes. Same. Because Hordak is ridiculous. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that I mean, drama queen. <laughs> that, that drama, he and Skeletor, it's just like, yeah girl please <laughs> tell us that you're going to retire to palm springs without telling me you're going to retire to palm springs i'm dying well, and it's really i think she-ra like so many queer men specifically but a lot of queer people that grew up during that time latched onto her yeah. for some reason one i think it's the same reason we latch on to like buffy we latch on to things like that just because we are always looking for that like 
savior that represents the 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 downtrodden and that's exactly the outsiders and that's exactly the whole point of what adora does like she literally is going around saving the 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 downtrodden the 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 small people of of her but also but also not just saving them lifting up and inspiring them Mm -hmm. like she wasn't all about well she was here to fix all your problems she was there also to you know help you realize that you could find a solution as well Mm -hmm. and i think that's what that was i think the reason like why i say like sheer is a better show was because it was written with that theme of you had Mm -hmm. like the evil horde and this rebellion written into the show where I think like a lot of people like me who are dealing with bullies and oppressive structures Mm -hmm. at home or at church Mm -hmm. at school, Mm -hmm. like that was so inspiring. And I think, and and even as an adult, like, like you said, like sometimes the He-Man show is harder to watch. There are episodes where I'm like, oh yeah, I can watch the hell out of that episode over and over. Like the Tila centric episodes and the sorcerer centric episodes all day, every day, running on a loop. Thank you very much. (laughs) But but yeah, a lot of the He-Man episodes, yeah, it's so slow. But for some reason, Shira, it's just like like you said, the camp factor. Everybody. Well, it's even Adora is a much more interesting character than Adam. Yeah. Like yeah. she, you root for her because she's very much the answer to the Linda Carter Wonder Woman of the seventies. Yes. Like she is very much that for the because again the camp i'm gonna bring up camp a lot it is one of mm-hmm. my favorite things about this please but do. it's but it's <laughs> but it's also just that she was likable she was quirky she was mm-hmm. gorgeous but she was also strong um I, and you know the thing there's something so masculine about the horde and they're yeah. almost mocking it in a way and they're and industrial it's very industrial and, it's just, and, yeah. and even the men that are with Adora and She-Ra, like Bo, there is yeah. a real feminine, there's a feminine edge to them, which again, yeah. I think appeal. again, I will say coded many of us to be like, <laughs> all bodies are beautiful, but muscles are nice. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, it's one of those every time now, especially now that like the bushy mustache is back, I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm not angry because all these big himbos looking like Bo. Um <laughs> But, you know, it's just so, and even because uh, I watch kind of a best of, because there are so many episodes of this in Masters of the Universe, yes. those kinds of things yeah. that I was like, I can't watch everything or I'm just kind of, my my brain will melt. So I watched sure. kind of a best of on YouTube and even like the Catra centered episodes are so great. Well, and Catra being like Eartha Kit, I, you know, it's, yes, it's so even the rough. same hairstyle. Oh, absolutely. The I mean, she, she, paired, she paired in the way she mm-hmm. talked. Mm, she ran. And- <laughs> it's so self it's referential of things that came before um in a way that you could tell again they were having fun because i think what they were accomplishing with she-ra was so different than what they were accomplishing with he-man um and so you know they also didn't have to be like stinkor over on she-ra they could be a little more and we were developing princesses not just the like hard warriors. Sure. And I think also like we do, I think it's important to mention that with Shira, you did have Erica Scheimer helping to create mm-hmm. the show who was a lesbian and, you know, mm-hmm. had, was also very feminist. Like, I mean, Lou Scheimer himself was such an advocate for women, but yeah. he had his wife and his daughter like advocating, you know, Erica Scheimer was like, I want, you know, 
see the woman not, not fall down. Mm-hmm. I want to see the man get saved, mm-hmm. which is what you had. And I think like, like we cannot sanctify Erica Scheimer enough and hold her high enough mm-hmm. because I think her uh, presence in the show like helped make it mm-hmm. beyond just the voice, the creative behind the scenes stuff. Yes. I I agree. You cannot, I could not have said it better. That's so good. And I will say a lot of things. So I just want to know kind of what off the bat, what are some things? Um, Cause obviously you do a lot of illustration work. You're a designer. Yeah. What inspires you? What inspires you as an adult to kind of carry some of these items with you, these aspects, what are some of those things that you find uh, inspiring you in your work that you can relate back to Shira? Okay, this this is such a good question. Thank you for asking it. Um, because I do continue to do Shira. Um, a lot of it is like first the action figures, you have the fashion. I mean, mm-hmm. as a costume designer, I mean, show me a better design than the ta- Natasha action figure. You can't okay. find one. I agree. You cannot agree. find one. Mm-hmm. And I honestly have this like suspicion that Natasha's like outfit was actually maybe a fantastic fashion that they kind of like borrowed for her because there's a lot of Shira qualities in her costume. But beyond that, um, also with my work and what Shira did um, was it challenges a masculine centered definition of strength. Um, in my in my work, I think I always find that to take the oppressor's definition is a trap because they are always going to raise the bar. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, what I do, especially with Shira, is being able to show that feminine and beauty and makeup is strength even though they tell you not to, because what I believe is in a world that is harsh, that is against you, that it is, it is, takes more strength to say, no, I'm going to be true to myself. I'm going to keep my softness. I'm going to keep beauty despite all the ugliness around me. And I think it, it is, takes more strength and it is a rebel to rebel against that oppressive force in being staying true to yourself. And I think that's what Shira um, inspires me continuously because the characters were soft. I mean, you adore, I love that in the original series, there was no like um, angst of Adora being, it was like, okay, I'm, I'm here. And the finding the light and celebrating the light and bringing that out in others constantly against an oppressive technological capitalist masculine force it's so relevant i mean even look at what's going on in ukraine nowadays mm-hmm. where you have ukrainians like uh caring for russian soldiers who surrender themselves i've seen video of them giving them coffee letting them call their mothers mm-hmm. and then you have what the russian soldiers are doing to ukraine it's so relevant and you see these themes play out in the shira mm-hmm. cartoon in so how can how can we not keep bringing it up it's true i think for me also as a designer that there's there's something so much more fun about leaning into the whimsy and leaning yes. into the world is so dark and so dank. It's like, why not lean into color? It's the same thing of why I love mm-hmm. the magical girl genre and anime. Like, yeah. why not, why not relish in the beauty of 
everything. Uh, like there is, I'm literally looking at the um, uh, up close uh, art of the reproduction of the 2013 Natasa uh, that was inspired by the original from Maddie Collector. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. I love, I love the original, um, the original figure because it is so, 80s pageant queen like yes. you can't you cannot tell me that a girl did not wear that at at uh one of the drag pageants that year no because it's continental oh uh, it's because it's all literally for and i'm gonna have to put pictures on our social media just because it's all literally like foil mesh and she has her character as these beautiful like wings that come up but then they're like yes. twice as big in the original and she's this gorgeous long hair because she also mm-hmm. has a lot of something i love about her character in the original she has some really stunning uh, connections to Storm in X-Men. They're yes, very similar yeah. design. Uh, I mean, very popular at the time. Storm, one of my favorite X-Men characters. But it's just so Word. beautiful. And there's just so much care that went into sculpting and the creation of these, these figures. So while they were using very similar, like, body molds for everyone, because yeah. that was the whole point. Yeah. And, you know, they all have the exact same shield. They're just different colors mm-hmm. and things. You can tell a lot of care went into developing these figures into the or the characters into the figures now um, you're talking about the classics the masters universe classics, yes the, the classics that oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, one of the most beautiful figures of the entire line and like it's literally i'm getting this up close that's just so beautiful and it's just like this much of her but it's the makeup it, and it was before right mm-hmm. before because this is 2013 i think when her figure came out it was yeah. right before they started playing with 3d printing and then like mm-hmm. doing the like transfer tattoo kind of eyes and everything there's just something about a hand-painted face that is just stunning but there's something so special about all of these figures because i think with the exception of bow everyone had real hair everyone had multiple pieces of uh, costuming you could take on and off and so i always find that especially in like theater and things i go towards a stranger show i love new works anything that's got a little bit of fantasy to it yeah. Um, and I always, I will always go back and be like, what is their art of one of these series? I consider She-Ra one of the most successful magical girl series of all times. And it's how can I inspire my work with this? And it's, it's just so beautiful in a way of the rugged like weirdness that you could tell many times with the he-man figures they were probably sitting in an office and looking at the pieces they had and going how can we make a new guy out of this or how can we make the grossest looking figure where they were still looking for something sleek and beautiful again to appeal to the girl but also so that the boys could be like oh look it's still the same size as he-man my shira can go alongside with my he-man and I thought what was interesting is how they found that like so many of their He-Man action figure buying base was also girls too. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I just, I don't know. I just hope that by now the, the whole gender concept of toys mm-hmm. is just so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, I mean, I know a lot of the series when like Netflix will revive things or like even you've got the new animators like Rebecca Sugar with Steven Universe, they don't make a ton of merchandise. I was a little bummed with the new She-Ra because I have a a large She-Ra collection. I pretty much will collect any of the 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 stuff that comes out that's mm-hmm. uh, that's why in the the new classics well the new retro line they're re-releasing all the yes. original toys i immediately the first one i saw was when i saw sorceress i was like well we have to get her 
and especially because of the metallic gold they used on that yes, headdress. Yes, it's Girl, beautiful. It looks so we, good. It looks so good. We can. Well, yeah. and so I also was like, well, I have both Maddie Collector figures of her, so I also Absolutely. need the retro. And I was like, I'll spend fourteen dollars on a new retro figure versus like going through yard sale necessarily. But I was a little bummed that I didn't get a same scale Shira and those princesses out of the new show to go with mm. my. That's the only thing I love collecting things and all of their continuities even you know in, in different things and i was just a little bummed they didn't merchandise it in the same way i do get it because yeah. like, i do get it just because in the cost of things now because even the the new he-man line the 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 retro figures a lot are just kind of sitting on shelves because they are not releasing them in the same uh what we call volume that they did the first time but sure. like i'll continually go and see a lot of skeletor a lot of stink or uh but then every once in a while you'll, you'll get a couple new ones that'll just kind of trickle in um but yeah it's i it's the show is so pretty to look at yes uh the palettes that they use that i think I think for me, it, like when we talk about reasons to go back to things, the palette alone and the design in this, you could tell they really went, oh, look at all these colors we're not using in He-Man. Mm-hmm. Let's use them all in She-Ra. Um, especially when you're outsourcing to a company like they did for their animation. I really, I just, I love the colors. I love the flamboyance. And again, it's a reason, this is a perfect show, even if you're not going to sit down and like, watch it intently it's a great background show it's a great show to have on in the background and i will so it's one of those it's like this and project runway um and then old my little pony i will always have on the background if i'm if i'm designing a show or working on a a creative project i literally have it on so that i can go oh that's a great color combo i didn't think about putting because some of those classic ponies like the princesses i wouldn't necessarily think of putting some of those color combos together but they're so Mm -hmm. great together like peekaboo like the green blue. Uh-huh. and the blue and the orange, mm-hmm. like the peachy, yeah. Well, and even Gusty, I love uh, Gusty's colors and Button's colors. I think they're two of my favorites. Just combining those, like that weird crimson with the bright, that dark, dark teal with the bright yeah. white. I yeah. love, and then Button's being that weird um, olive green with the bright red and in that like teal blue it's It's so so strange it's so fun and so like it's so like i'm literally looking through pinterest right now looking at just people's collections of the original action figures and they're just so it's just so much fun to look at and i'm hoping the she-ra figure has been so hard to find out of the the retro line the retro re-release line she's impossible to find yeah yeah and so i'm hoping because I do think it is selling well. Like the Castle of Skulls have all been gone every time they restock at my Target. They go quickly. Oh, yeah. So I'm I'm hoping we maybe get some of the princesses soon because I would, I would love that. Well, can I honestly tell you, I have actually not been inside of a Target in two years <gasps> since the pandemic. Oh, well, pandemic, yeah. So yep. I mm-hmm. have been ordering everything online. So what, so like, the Shira, I was like, I saw it on Amazon. I'm like, I ordered the origins. I'm actually, I'm getting like the girls. And yep, then that's like, all I'm doing. But then like everyone else, like the nephews, my, my young nephews love the hell out of it. So I'm just like sending it to them. Mm-hmm. But um, the Masters of Ursuline, that's got me going. <laughs> and have you seen the Shira and Katra that's coming from that line? You will gag. No, uh, is like, it a two pack? Is it a two pack? No, it is not a oh, two okay. pack. Okay, oh. but they've got a catcher, and then the Shira has like an alternate, like 
shoulder piece that's gold that her cape hangs off of so you can switch it make it more retro looking or make it more new i <sighs> i am gagged so that's coming uh, this year well then i'm gonna have to be hunting i'm gonna have to be hunting down stores because they always i mean collectors know because there's only yeah. ever like one female they'll release yeah. if there's a box of 12 one will be the female character it's my same problem i have with um i collect all pink ranger stuff and yeah. like it is impossible uh, yeah. to to get those pink ranger things if you are if you are not prepared and you are not there the day that they release you're not getting it um, it's it's sad it's it's oppressive it is, it's violence it is. <laughs> it is it is violence it's homophobic it's transphobic it's, it's, it's a femophobic it's it's femophobic it's attack on women it's attack on everyone yeah. not straight white and cis like yeah, it is but uh i will i will also fight a collector for anything <laughs> See, i will I uh, go ahead yeah i just go to big bad toy store and order the whole case uh, so i mean listen uh, listen i don't blame you i, I do not <laughs> i can't then you're guaranteed to yeah. get it, it it's exactly not a bad i mean though. the catra figure they have like details on her boots like it's filmation based but there are design elements mm -hmm. from the original figure which is has a completely different design like in their scenes of that that claw design that was on the catcher figure bust that mm -hmm. they're using, but it's so I, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. This is what I was hoping like they would do more of in the classics mm -hmm. version and they went straight filmation. So yeah, it is, it's what I do in my art. I try to combine the, the filmation mm -hmm. version with details from the action figure mm -hmm. or, or details from this version and pick and choose and like whatever the best detail is i want yeah. to incorporate that and make it all work together well and that's the beautiful thing about art is we can literally combine those things also because the thing with the the filmation they're known for being very flat everything is very two-dimensional and simple and, asy and symmetrical simple. yeah mm -hmm. yeah so there isn't always a ton of detail which is i think i love when that you can tell when they're making the figures they're like let's go big let's just yes. make it big and yes. you know it's also kind of how a lot of these fabrics because they're inexpensive fabrics they kind of expand over time they do different things mm. um and so it's Oh, it's, I just, I, the, it also, it just, it's one of those things. And I think it's where nostalgia comes in, in the best way that looking at everything, it just kind of makes you feel better. It makes me yes. feel good looking at everything. Yes. Um, and it's, again, there is, um, there's an angst that doesn't exist with this Adora and this kind of version of the world, which is fine because we can tell multiple versions of stories. With yeah, absolutely. Characters. You know, we evolve, you know, I think, you know, when the new Shiri came out in 2017, I think the world was in a very much place where we needed that version of, of yeah, agree. And also having someone like Noelle Stevenson, who like Lumberjanes, incredible. Yes. The, work, the, the yeah. other work that, that they've done is amazing so it's one of those things that yeah. i went i went all right we're here it's just like the um no i will admit i haven't watched the new kevin smith he-man on netflix yet okay. i just haven't gotten to it yet but i've heard good things i don't i don't know if you have an opinion i don't it hate it i do well, well here's the thing like i i enjoyed it mm -hmm. there are things that are done that I was like, oh, I don't think that was a good choice mm -hmm. because there's already a subset of angry men that is angered to begin with since I think Tila's is kind of the central character. And they're angry about that. There were some choices made that I was like, 
oh, that's going to piss those people off some more. I mean, they can die mad, but I mean, it's still not a choice I would have made. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. Listen, anytime we, yeah, well, and anytime we upset the loudest part of the fan base, that isn't necessarily the largest part of the fan base. um, I think that, and I like, I thought the casting across the board was phenomenal, uh, but also just Sarah Michelle Gellar is Tila. I was like, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at this. Like, I'm not mad at, like, she's, she's never been the most amazing actress, but she's a very engaging actress. And I think there is so much about, like, Tila that we would then see again um, in, like, Buffy and in, like, her version of Daphne and things. So I think it's, I think it's good. I also think something for me, I don't know about you, that's really important about this and you kind of touched on it, is to show the strength in femininity and that there are multiple ways to present. Because it's something that even He-Man did a little bit, but She-Ra does it more so. Mm -hmm. I think they show that there are different ways as now we talk about the binary and existing outside the binary and how we exist. There are ways to, they were showing that there are different ways to be a female identifying person and each of the princesses had very different personalities and kind of embodied different things even if as we look back now we might go oh that's a little archetypal but it's again it's also kids animation in 21 minute formats i will say like i will always like original shira design will be forever be my ride or die but i will say what the new shira show did so incredibly well was making each of the characters and the princesses more individual. There was mm-hmm. more diversity. The characterization I thought was brilliant. I agree. I mean, whether you agreed with the story direction or whatever, you cannot deny that the creators knew knew the source material, loved the source material, and were trying to put all their love, whether you agreed with mm-hmm. it or not. I mean, if you read, uh, there's a tie-in book I forgot what it's called, the Fire Princess. Mm-hmm. And it's it's actually considered kind of canon with this show. There is um a Joya who was an unproduced figure that never happened, like shows up. I was like, I was goop gagged and delivered. Okay. <laughs> Have you ever seen something in a theater that you just couldn't explain? Or have you ever thought about if dying really ain't that bad? And do you spend sleepless nights wondering exactly what happened to Natalie Wood that night on the boat? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then it's time for you to exit stage death. Exit stage death is the chilling true stories behind your favorite Broadway shows, releasing bi-weekly on Tuesday, starting May 24th. So if you want to find out which Broadway house is the most haunted, talk about what killed our favorite Broadway flops, and learn about the murderous path of Mama Rose that took Gypsy Rose Lee to stardom. It's time for Places, actors. Thank Thank you, Places. places. It's time to exit stage death. It's an example of knowing your source of material, understanding the assignment and delivering on the assignment. I mean, and even, I mean... Mermista is one of my favorite characters from that because she's so apathetic. Totally. Like, totally. and again, I agree. Um, and they weren't forcing diversity. They were just saying, look at how rich and vibrant this world is. Which like, I think that like the original line did stumble there. I feel mm-hmm. like there could have been way more diversity, especially in terms of like, why was Pika Blue so white? 
mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and and Flood Arena, like those two characters were like, I don't understand why we're, we're interpreting them as white girls, mm-hmm. uh, even in the original line. Like, and, yeah, like so for okay, me. I- yeah, no, I completely agree. And, it, you know, it was a moment I think people just didn't think about it. And they were like, oh, we've True. got one. Yeah, we've got, yeah, we've got one non-white character. That's good. That's all we need. Um, you know, and it is, you know, I'm sure they were like, well, how do we tell the difference when we're making an when we're making an action figure? But it's like, you can tell. Kids yeah. can tell. And, you know, it is that thing of like, now it's, it's you know, second nature to us be like, yeah, every little kids should see themselves in whatever toy they're Absolutely. playing with. Um, and, you know, it, you know, it was, again, different. It doesn't make it correct. It is just a different time. No, I, well, it's also indicative of who was in the decision-making seats yep. and their aware, awareness, you know, I mean, as far as the toy company. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, you know, yeah. it, when things are run by old straight white dudes for a long time, every everything is going to have that, like, white perspective (laughs) absolutely it's it's, you know it's just going to happen um you know unfortunately but but yeah it's it's i'm glad we have completely kind of changed and updated these things which is which is good same but and it's a world that i think is really rich and fun and i'm glad we're still living inside of it oh totally many ways um what are some other things that you still just take away that you think are so important that you've kind of held on to uh, since since childhood about the show? About the show, um, the morals. <laughs> I yeah, like were the morals for me. Like growing up in a conservative home, that was like church was like the most important thing ever. Like forget your job, church is more important than anything else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like I related more to the morals on this show than the stuff I was getting at church. I, I mean, if it, it was just as real to me as the stuff I was being told at church and I'm like, well, this is more interesting. So, I mean, these morals, like totally, I mean, I credit a lot of who I am and who I try to be in my, my uh, moral compass with these characters as naive as it, may sound i still think like i said i think it takes more strength to be like no i'm gonna choose this even where the rest of the world can maybe be more cynical mm-hmm. or more hard so that something i take away uh, well and this I, is this is also that time where everybody was doing the little blips at the end gi joe yeah. everybody remembers the gi joe's yeah. this is you know captain planet would come spurn out of this too but, super you know, friends did it too. super friends it, but this is a time you know also as a church kid that it's one of those that there's so much doom and oppression to kind of why you have to live and be a good christian or why you yeah. have to be a good faith-based person where this was like take care of your fellow neighbor, be a good person. And yeah. that is kind of, you know, that was the, the base of we're saving the planet for this reason, or we are taking care of our neighbor for this reason. And really it's one of those things that it's like, it missed the point that so much evangelical upbringing or it hit the point that so much evangelical upbringing of the time missed. Oh, absolutely. Um, because you, know, you have this materialism right alongside <laughs> with it. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm getting a disconnect here. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it was one of those that was like, we could watch these characters have follow through in doing what they're saying, where the adults around us, we're like, okay, you're telling me this, 
Mm-hmm. but I'm seeing you do this or you, you know what they're like, they forget because, you know, I don't know if it was the same thing for, for you growing up, but it was like, um, a g- good kids are seen, not heard. Mm-hmm. So that's one of those things that a lot of adults forgot what they said, because, you know, some of us per- learned to be particularly quiet, especially because yeah. I was only, I was an only child until I was eight. So like, oh, wow. you become a very, you know, not reserved child, but you kind of keep it together. And then adults forget how loose they can be around you. Um, And then later you're like, oh, wait. And then it's like, oh, but that's, that's not what you said. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. What? mm. Yeah. I got my mother um, spanking us and hitting us go, you don't hit people. I was like, where is the disconnect? Okay. But yeah, it's like, well, if it hurts me, if if it hurts you Uh more than it hurts me, why are you doing it? (laughs) Don't hurt me then please. Right. But yeah, so it's, no, I, I agree with you. And that was one thing that like, even uh, we, I did Transformers the movie earlier this year and um, maybe it was last year. Oh, it was nice. last year at this point. And it was one of those things that like talking about developing a moral compass as children that changed kind of so much in the 90s that those of us that were yeah. like old enough to kind of take everything in the 80s that everything kind of had these moments of it's not about good or bad, it's right or wrong in developing those moments that it's like, well, it might not always be good, but we're doing the right thing or, you know, kind of developing those things. And I think it's really important. And also something that also kind of lacks from, even though contemporary animation is awesome, I think like we've come through another golden age of animation and things it's still things that are like missing on the grand scope of like things i love about steven universe but also sometimes we're missing from steven universe and those those things i would agree i think that like as much as i love like like just going through like Shearer and he-man um i think what the original ones had that they did so well there was a heart to the center of it and i think as well as they were able to have a status quo in the storytelling. Mm-hmm. And I think the, I think part of the detriment of shows nowadays, not, not that I don't enjoy and love them, but it's everything has to be like a long epic storyline mm-hmm. and you don't get these like one-off stories mm-hmm. that I think that are just like a day in the life. And, and there's no real status quo established so that when it's shaken up it's not like it's a big deal because everything's always changing i think i think that um i think one thing that like the 90s late 90s kind of did that better is like kind of like how would have maybe like a story point but then you'd also have standalone episodes like xena warrior princess Mm -hmm. was the best at it you had the standalone episodes you had the arc episodes Mm -hmm. and i think they gave you like a status quo and i think I think that the shows nowadays could benefit from them. And I, I feel like that's led to like our feelings of burnout and why we're getting like shorter seasons because it's all these like that were at one point in the nineties, it was, you know, it was special. It was like, Oh, it's a, it's a long story arc. Mm -hmm. 
we we need this balance i think yeah more. no i absolutely agree. well yeah because we've also come to a point where like they want to produce the most incredible series in the shortest amount of episodes they're like mm-hmm. can you do it six eight or twelve that's it because even like i'm going back through we're recording this my i forget when the release of this will be but um we're about to do a 25th anniversary buffy celebration and like going back through some of the seasons i was like oh shit these were 24 episodes yeah 24 48 minute episodes Mm -hmm. it's a commitment (laughs) it's a commitment but like anytime i've revisited like xena and those things it's the same time so we could do three or four what anime would call filler episodes but like where they're literally slice of life or episodes that don't necessarily matter in the grand scheme of things we still get to learn more about the characters, which is why yes. we love those characters so tightly and, and so fervently. And those things, I think I agree with you that we sometimes also, we're so um, used to now making people feel things like you want to move people, but you also want to traumatize your viewers so much <laughs> that yes. sometimes it's like, it's one of the things that I thought Friendship is Magic, My Little Pony did well. Oh, I love that. <laughs> they would give you really heavy first two episodes, really heavy last two episodes. And yeah. then the other <laughs> 19 in the middle, it was like, let's have weird, you know, Weird Al and mm-hmm. Pinkie Pie, cheese sandwich and Pinkie Pie battle on who can throw the best party or Pinkie Pie singing about why this donkey needs to smile. There are little things, or we could do whole Cutie Mark Crusader episodes where it was like totally fine, where we're not seeing the main five like it is i think that's something that uh tara strong shows that i think not tara strong um lauren faust lauren faust shows do so well Uh, like going back and watching with powerpuff girls and foster's home there's something of that they're fine languishing in the stories of some uh, some shows because we fall so fervently in love like um like uh like there is something about like the like there was the episode uh, I didn't realize this was going to become my little pony cast, but I will always do okay, my little pony cast. When, when Applejack goes to um, Bridal, uh, goes to uh, their version of New York City with mm-hmm. Rarity, because yes. Rarity is wants to be, like, is the doing the dress, yeah. the new shop, yeah. and they just want to see uh, what is a theater person, Bridalwood. I just love yeah. the idea of like their Bridalway, their version of Broadway. And, mm-hmm. but it was just like, I never thought I would care about an episode that was just a one-shot episode about Rarity and Applejack, which again, they went, hey, remember these two ponies that are in the same friend group, but they have nothing in common yes. or alone together? Yes. You know, it's one of those things that, and then I thought they did really well when they brought in, um, oh, I know what you're talking name? about. She's the cult leader, but then yes, she becomes yes, the yes, student. Yes. Uh, yeah. it's, uh, something Glimmer, something, oh God. I'm having the same Starlight Glimmer. Is she Starlight yes, Glimmer? That yeah, sounds Starlight familiar. Glimmer. Uh, it's like because because there's Sunset Shimmer and then there's and but like they do the most beautiful thing with both of those two characters as well. Yes. Where like one, they turn the villains into your new favorite pony. Yeah. But then also brought in like Hordak from the pilot <laughs> of the of the original the scariest episodes of my little pony ever yeah um they brought him in for the finale i think it was season five or season six and it was like oh god they're destroying pony they're destroying equestria but it was those mm-hmm. moments of we can have that because we had really lighthearted episodes earlier yeah um and those are the things that again i think in the kids shows um i think 
Disney just did it well, and that is a lot for me right now. Saying with the new oh, DuckTales my. series, that the, oh, yeah. the, the the team that developed DuckTales, my housemates are watching it for the first time, and um, so they it's it's one of those that it's they're balancing the like global like international the universal mm-hmm. scale of that show with um with the like slice of life i think alex hurst did it really well in uh gravity falls as well i think mm. they found those moments and even um Rebecca sugar with steven universe at times but i think they're, they're like my little pony did it so well and also it. It, it just showed that they understood the source material because the original yeah. my little pony series uh, which I talked about on my My Little Pony episode, you know, they would take four episodes to tell a story, which is an hour arc. But right. again, you know, then the next episode would just be about the Bushwillies. Nobody cares about the Bushwillies. I love the Bushwillies, but like, you know, they were introduced to sell the princess ponies, though, you know, those things that they... But what we care about is we got a movie with Cloris Legion and Madeline Kahn. Listen, okay. people hate that movie, but I love it. Well, how? How can you hate it? It is I, so... It, I don't know. Uh, I love it. I love and, it too. Uh, Cloris Leishman, uh, Madeline Kahn. Yeah, I mean, I just, how can it, you hate it? Carol Burnett's in that as well, isn't she? I think isn't she the other been, witch? Yeah. Well, and then, like, I mean, and then Danny DeVito. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tony Randall. Like, it's... I mean, I still to this day quote, it's Dreamcastle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's, it's just, well, and then again, talking about, I guess, you know, this is a riff of like people that understand the, uh, the My Little Pony Friendship is Magic comic just ended after like a very 10 year run, but to end it, they're doing a comic crossover. I believe it just ended. I do. I didn't get those last couple issues um but where they did my little pony generations where oh, wow. the french the friendship is magic team meets their gen one counterparts because the, no the oh it's the daughters of the witches from the movie okay uh open a rift in time to destroy the ponies so we now have a pony multiverse we have a pony multiverse give it because, to me because they also it. they find three changeling ponies who are evil that infiltrate Uh-oh. the pony oh it's so good okay. but yeah like rainbow dash meets firefly and applejack meets applejack and, and twilight meets twilight sparkle and it's and they combined the the art style of both for mm. both ponies existing together and it's really cool and like the smooth shows up it's i'm sure it's a, it was only six issues it's kind of how id it's gonna be in a trade it'll be a trade. trade it's it's yeah. how idw is wrapping up their my little pony uh kind yes. of their um and i was like just do it because it's something that even lauren faust wasn't allowed to do but because yeah. mattel signed off for it they're like fuck it we own all these characters now let's use them totally. and it was one of those things of you know um, again, friendship is magic worked because even though Lauren Faust stepped away, she was so inspired by that thing she loved as a kid. It's why the gym comics for Boom worked so well mm. because they were inspired and informed. And again, it's why I thought Noelle Stevenson's She-Ra, though angsty at times, was yeah. beautiful because even when we got yeah. the like the star siblings in that last season. Oh my and, God, how cool was that? Oh, what a well, twist. and like cast a spella, like sh- there. Their Shadow Weaver was great. Oh my God. Their Shadow Weaver was great and just glimmer. Micah? Keen Micah? Also, like, 
hot daddy king micah too oh, like here uh, for- again, him, i'm like yes his voice yes, please. like everyone always focuses on how handsome he is but how sexy is his voice that voice uh, the whole voice ca- i mean also just also karen Mich- fukuhara like like you don't so know that good. that's katana and the woman from the boys and she's glimmer like it's what? true it's this well, range. well and you also just have like catra just going hey adora mm-hmm. like it's literally mm-hmm. it's a joke of my podcast network yeah it's i mean ali mishaka just did so, everybody yeah. top to toe okay. was so good oh, bo's dad's like it's just yes and also i love double trouble like double double tr- trouble like chaotic queer representation we do not deserve but i am so and you know what it's also like queer people don't always have to be the heroes like no like and you know what that's not what all of us aspire to be i love being a kid like (laughs) that is a true chaotic human like chaotic being that is just so oh and scorpia like just Scorpio, oh my heart! Oh, if only I was a lesbian, I would be Scorpia. Come here, come to and, me. And just also the fact that she just wanted uh, Lauren Ash as like just the whole—it's it's just so it's it's so good. And I think they are such bookends of each other. The original Shira with the new Shira, yeah. And um, it is one of those that like Kevin Smith is a great storyteller. I love the idea that we keep getting dangled with us that we're going to get a Kevin Smith, Noel Stevenson, Power of the Swords crossover, like movie event. And I'm- That would blow my mind. I'm I, not I, mad I, I don't at know if I idea. can handle that. I, I know I'm not mad at the idea, but it's again, uh, even as bad as the Masters of the Universe live action film was, there are always- there's, I love it though. <laughs> oh, Franklin Jella giving you Shakespeare as Don't, Skeletor. Um, Meg like, Foster's Evil Lynn. Like I wanted to grow up to be her. Yes, like, normally I, when I was a small child, I injured a girl fighting over who could play to be Tila uh, um, with a staff because I was like, no, bitch, I'm Tila. But when Meg Foster's Evil Lynn came along, I was like, who's Tila? Tila who? This this bitch comes down with her eyes and that glittery ass metal armor outfit and the cape. And I'm like, yes, queen, serve it for the children, serve it for the world. How has no one recreated that on Drag Race yet? Like, I I don't don't, understand it. Because it's even Karg's hair. Like, oh, yes. And Uh, and then you had like the the uh, He Man tied up and whipped by you know Blade and the and then there's like a shot at the beginning of the movie where He Man flips and we freeze frame it every time because mm -hmm. he shot from behind. I mean, like say what you will about that movie, it is so fun. I mean, it had its problems, but oh yeah, I mean, and it also I think it's so many of us are just programmed as queer adults. based off like this kind of content. And it's one of those things that we didn't, we didn't think about it sexually when we were children, but it's one of those, it's like, I understand now. (laughs) I understand, this is my origin story. And now I, yeah, I, yeah, totally. I was rewatching the Buffy movie last night, which again, heavily problem of flawed film, but every time- And when Luke Perry walks on stage as uh, on screen as Pike for the first time, I went, oh, I get it now. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I get it mm-hmm. now. Greasy otter twinks that just mm-hmm. have no. 
God damn it. I get it now. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Why does Christy Swanson have to be a raging Trump or why? Oh, it's such a shame. It's but, such a shame. But, you know, connecting that like story of like Buffy and she written these characters, there's just, there's so much good about it that even at its campus, at its like dumbest, I'm just so happy it exists. And, you know, there, I think after, after this show started as like a Disney podcast and I would like kind of rip in on things. I haven't done that as much now that we've kind of switched over to kind of nostalgia things that Mm. inform us because I was like, why? No, we'll get into that in a second, but it's like, why would I be informed? Why would I be inspired and informed by things that I, I want to rip apart as an adult? Like, it's one of those things I just, I have so much fun talking about these things and kind of reliving them because they're just so good. Like the, 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 I think the last episode I watched was when Catra goes to live with the cat people. The magic cats. Yes. Which I was just like, that was the only thing that didn't come up in the Noel Stevenson She-Ra. And I went, Mm -hmm. why, where, where were they? Mm -hmm. Because that is the one missing thing that we needed that Mm -hmm. I, we needed to have. Because that episode was Joe Michael Straczynski's love affair with cats. Mm -hmm. And also he was hoping to give it the magic cats i think there were talk of a magic cat spinoff at one it would point. make sense it would totally make sense also because if you think about like all those flocked like yes. briar horse style yeah. cats totally. like, come, on. Totally. come on come on because i am sure well because i mean the my little ponies and the care bear cousins when yeah when they introduced yeah. all the other animals it just does so well. i figure like the magic cats would have been like shira's version of the meteorbs where it would have been like flocked little flocked animals instead of little like transformer tamaguchi things yep. or whatever Absolutely. but when you were watching episodes um did you watch my favorite episode flowers for hordak oh of course i did gag okay i love it i love it so much that i mean i watched it as a kid but there were certain episodes where you like remembered no matter what through the years flowers for hordak was always one of those episodes i never forgot because Mm -hmm. the joy it gave me as a child and the laughter it ensued like i never forgot that and it just tickles me to death even as an adult watching it's so it, it is one of the pinnacle examples of how this lightness and the softness can overcome this toxic oppressive mm-hmm. masculinity and you just annoy it to death and it, yeah the character that's why like natas is my shira is my favorite character it's very rare that i have like the lead is my favorite mm-hmm. and i have trouble picking favorites shira is my favorite it's followed by natasa because her design and perfuma is like right after mm-hmm. the two of them as mm-hmm. my favorite characters and flowers for hordak it's it's, it's such a good episode. Also, Perfuma, one in both both versions of of Shira, what mm-hmm. a lovely character. Also, mm-hmm. in the original, I love her design. It's so pretty. Yeah. Like it's, you know, it's one of those things. But it it is it's just so. It's also one of those moments where you really take, you really appreciate like the Whispering Woods and those yes. aspects of like the world where they really focus more into building that world than we get in the Eternia side of things. Mm-hmm. Man. I want to go to Whispering Roots so badly. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like what you mentioned before the palette, Whispering Roots is all pink, purple, and light blue. I want to live there. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, my office is all like light purple and stuff. I Yeah. Surround me with pink, purple, and light blue pastels, please. 
So All now right. we have to we have to transition into the you know there's always things that we love things we don't. Is there anything looking back that maybe might have been of the time or something that you wished looking back now that you wish they would have done a little bit different? Well, aside from like the diversity of the race, um, I also really wish we could have gotten like a series ender. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I know they had the the unproduced episode of like it was like uh, something about the Salaxian Wars, where Huntara was coming back, and then Shira goes, and she basically like they rip up the horde because the horde's taking revenge on Huntara because Huntara turned against them. So Shira goes back to Silax and Tara's planet, and they like basically defeat the horde and kick them off her planet. I feel like that at least would have given us a thematic win over the horde. I would have liked to have seen, I mean, they had this whole thing, like, you know, mm-hmm. she was going to stay, she couldn't see her parents. She didn't go and visit her parents very often because she was atoning for all the stuff she did as a Dora in a way and helping people. I would have liked to have seen, you know, the horde get kicked off with there. Wrap mm-hmm. it up. Yeah. <laughs> I want to yeah, see the good guys definitely. win. Yeah, that's and that's kind of the whole point of that is like you want the good guys to win. You need uh-huh. the good guys to win. Um, I I agree. There were uh, uh the, the fact that the series just kind of ends, but it doesn't have yeah. a wrap-up would would have been nice, but it's one of those things that also happened in a lot of shows during that time. Oh, sure. They were, you know, the moment they weren't pulling in the money, that shit got canceled. Like, yeah, it, yeah. you know, the same thing kind of happened with Jim as well that, you know, it just kind of ended. And that happened, so I think a lot, a lot more with the girl series than the boy series because, mm-hmm. but, you know, Funny that. <laughs> funny that. I mean, Jim, also, if you watch the toys who who made them Barbie episode, that yeah. was a yeah. very specific and strategic thing that killed the gem was, was Barbie, and they did it on purpose. Barbie but, um, and the Rockers. Uh, so what do you think the future of She-Ra looks like? What do you, as a fan, as an artist, what... What do you think like the the now legacy and the future of Shira looks like for the world? Uh, I will say, unfortunately, at least for the near future, I do see um, I don't know, I kind of see like a tendency, and they do this all the time whenever they incorporate like Shira into masters, it becomes a hardening, mm-hmm. uh, a darkening of the character in order to appeal to, to fanboys mm-hmm. and like they did it with wonder woman like i don't need to see wonder woman with the sword i'm like the lasso is great i think mm-hmm. it's i think there's always this which is why the noel stevenson series surprised me so much and i think it's why it got so much mm-hmm. kickback is because it was a very much a celebration of the feminine mm-hmm. and i think unfortunately i do see a lot of times of this uh, effort to make Shira more badass mm-hmm. and harder and like lean into the angst of oh it was Adora and I'm like we got that with Xena mm-hmm. you know if you want that go watch Xena mm-hmm. you know, this isn't the character I I mean I understand that there's ways to interpret characters and it's not that I don't want to see uh, a Shira or Adora who's like okay I feel bad about what I did but I don't want that to be an entire series mm-hmm. of I feel I feel bad because I personally don't want to live in a world without redemption, mm-hmm. without second chances. And I want to see 
I want to see characters that I love experience joy. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times the storytellers nowadays forget that when they're trying to appeal to these epic stories, we need to see these characters experience joy as well as the depths. Give us more highs to go along with these constant, constant lows. So I, I feel like at some point, everything's cyclical, cyclical, mm -hmm. and we'll see, you know, but I do think like right now I see uh, a heart, especially if they're talking about like Shira on the next season of Kevin Smith, mm -hmm. where they've, uh, they've uh, hinted at the horde coming mm -hmm. in season two. Um, I see like a hardening of that. So that's, that's what I see it, but we always have our original show. I yeah. own, I proudly own the first release DVD sets, which are my, my scripture. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know, I will, I will always have that old show and those memories. So I think, I think is even while it may not go in a direction that is my favorite, I think it is, it is not productive for uh, any of us to be like railing against it. If it's not for mm -hmm. you, go back to the old show and live yeah. in that and don't because there are still going to be things that this young person sees and inspires them and lifts it up and yeah not everything is for you even if it is a franchise that you love amen um, and hallelujah i scream that to the power rangers franchise all the time it's like baby maybe it's not for us like it yeah. doesn't have to be for you um and it's okay no, well, and that's the thing is I feel like we are at the point where this, the story of the self-flagellating female hero is so archaic and played out. Like yes. we saw we saw what it did to Black Widow in the MCU. Like that yeah. was literally, especially what Whedon was writing her, so which you know, that was, you know, it, well, it was depressing, especially because it meant it led to his downfall. And, but it, thankfully we found out the real person that he was, which I, you know, I wish we'd known all along, but like, yeah. now that I've been revisiting Buffy, there's a lot of it that I go, Ooh, was that a bad choice? Or was that just mm. Joss Whedon being a piece of shit? Um, <laughs> you know, so it's one of those things that like, I imagine what other things they could have done with Nat in the MCU if they hadn't literally led to she's like i'm a monster because i killed people and i don't have yeah. a uterus so yeah. it's like uh, what, uh, what, we hurts. don't need we never need that version of she-ra like adora mm -hmm. Of course, Adora her being part of the Horde is a very important part of her story. It is yeah, how her story started. And there needs to be atonement. And that is why I like that the Stevenson series did not relish in that. They didn't make Adora exactly. just. They, you know, yeah. everybody after that first season, they were like, great, you're one of us now. Let's move on. Yeah. You are she yeah. We get it. Um, now, so... Oh, as typically is the Disney version of things, uh, Amazon announced in 2021 that with DreamWorks Animation, they would be developing a live action She-Ra series that has nothing to do with the Stevenson. Nothing okay. to do with the Stevenson. It would be a new standalone story and will not be connected to the animated show. But yeah, DreamWorks, uh, DreamWorks is, is developing it with Amazon. And this was uh, announced uh, pretty much everywhere that you know we consider reputable for, for entertainment stuff. In September of this year, I don't see much more announcement of it but amazon has been doing a lot of really great original programming what are your thoughts on this transferring into a real visual setting what what are some 
highlights that you're maybe hopeful for, but some concerns as like a designer from like an actual practical standpoint. Cue the mem of the lady saying, I would like to see it. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I recently just watched Wheel of Time. Mm-hmm. And I freaking loved it. I was like, witches and feminism? Yes, please. The lack of toxic masculinity? Yes, please. So if anyone from that is involved with this, then mm-hmm. I'm here for that. I I think what, and they did colors in the costuming. Mm-hmm. You got colors. Not everyone was wearing all black. So if any of the influence of Wheel of Time or something and give me some like gorgeous man to look at, Daniel Henney all day, every day, thank you. Um, if we get that in a Shira, I'm intrigued. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 what age group are we aiming this for? Well, what that's target my, audience. My, I'm, I'm interested. I'm a little, I'm, I'm like, oh, is this going to be like Julie and the Phantoms or is this going to be, is it for an older subset, right. but I'm thinking because they're developing it with DreamWorks Animation, it's going to be for like a middle, middle-aged group, maybe, okay. of like a um, an older kid, teens, early. But I don't, because I don't want them to grit it up. I don't need a Riverdale version of Shira. That is the right. last thing we need. Um, <laughs> but like after seeing Eternals and kind of seeing what a lot of, well, and even I love uh, I know it's very polarizing for a lot of people. The early shots that we've gotten of the Lord of the Rings that's coming from Amazon, their design departments, I thought I it, looked it looks beautiful. Pretty. I think Same. it looks great. Um, you know, because one thing I need in a Shira series is big hair. Like, yes. The wigs have to be on point. Yes. It can still be period and have big hair. Which um, is why I never understood why Halle Berry never had a good wig as storm in the x-men movies we have drag queens did they not know drag queens you had a gay director what what possible i'm like i mean he was he was probably too busy being a predator of the young queens to get to know drag (laughs) queens i mean all to y'all shade no i agree with you that's the thing is like in the mcu or or like the extended if shade doesn't show up soon as we get the mutants i'm like there are like 15 drag queens that are of queller that are perfect to play shade but it's also like they gave halle berry so little to work with as storm i always i'm always like oh she's terrible but i was like "Mm, i don't blame halle berry fault yeah it's no it's totally not she was given very little direction they you know they did something very of the time and choppy um it, you know, it looked just kind of like uh, Rachel Lee uh, uh, Green's hair and um, <laughs> Justin the Pussycats. Oh but goodness. like, it was very of the time. But yeah, no, yeah. I want... I, I want, want drag elegance. I want yes. gorgeous, giant white hair with silver. Like if she mm-hmm. shows up in, in Black Panther 2 in Wakanda, I need big old hair. Well, even I want great natural hair give me braids give me something incredible that is super like on point for the character well that's what Uh, i would want and everything i would love it that's what i would want for a share live series Mm -hmm. and like give us for me what i want is the art that i do Mm -hmm. give me uh completely glamorous women kicking ass Mm -hmm. whether it be physically or with magic or with their hearts I want to see women who are completely glamorous juxtaposed with women like Hantara mm-hmm. who are mm-hmm. totally warrior. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the thing, like, 
we have such binaries of the, you have to be either this mm-hmm. or this, give me all. Yes, I want to see women who are butcher be strong. I want to see women who are feminine be strong. And I want to see the feminine women just as strong and just as ability to kick butt as the less feminine women. I want it all. I want the range and I want it. That's what, that's what I want in a live action. Also thing. like give me masculine looking men who are soft and feminine themselves yes. or like really mass, you know, like a soft yeah. men being very strong and things. I like, there is such mm-hmm. a binary when we're, I want to mm-hmm. kind of throw that out and like this idea i would just love to see a henry cavill size actor just be a big old softy as bow like like give me something so cute and so Uh. adorable but also like lean into the fact that like glimmer was multi-ethnic and she was thicker and like give me i want to see or like even again i bring up uh, eternals again and i i had a point of the first time but it was like fastos in that they literally said we want you to keep uh, we want you to keep your belly we want you to stay thicker mm-hmm. like not everybody needs to be ripped and rippling and Absolutely. i think that that it, that could be so important about the characters and that is like give me average give me average people with awesome powers who wear gorgeous costumes like because again also we can make a gorgeous costume in any fucking size yes don't tell me. I mean, like, you can, don't, I've seen Drag Race. You cannot tell me Latrice Royale is not beautiful. I mean, come on. The looks, yeah. Well, and it's, I think it's also an awesome combination for us to further explore the combination of practical costume design and digital costume design on the same costumes. Like it worked in Eternals because like Angelina Jolie was so active. Let's do a motion capture bodysuit. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. Let's see how we can achieve texture and shape and, and, and color through a a non, um, or it's even just that idea of like people buying digital clothing to wear on social media. I think it's kind of crazy, but the idea of (laughs) how do we present ourselves in this way, but it's like, how could we do cool things like Perfuma and Castaneda and, and Spinnerella, like these crazy fun costumes or like in a world where Elsa exists, give me a really cool frost job. Like, give me these really, and I'm hoping that we get princesses like Entrapta and Scorpia who weren't necessarily in the original show are in the new one or, or a different version of Hunter. Well, they were things. there, but yeah, they were, yeah. they were very different. It was a very different take on yep. them. And I, I, I just, I want to see, give me some glamor makeup looks mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> give me, along give me, with that. Give me everything that you didn't do in the Jim and the holograms movie. Like give yeah. a, give us, give, cause also <laughs> like we haven't gotten great live action magical girl series give us one Mm -hmm. like we are so at the precipice of having like this to me would be an awesome answer for a the reason we've never gotten like a western sailor moon like i would prefer us never to get a western sailor moon but like hire the right team and your she is going to be cool like the miss marvel trailer looks awesome for her series and they're leaning into it like lean into that give us something that's a little cringe give us something that's great like even if they make them older teen characters early 20 somethings like, i can deal with that i can I, deal like, with i it can deal with that too because like there is also something so powerful about like that version of hordak stealing children from the yeah the the planets that they've been uh like it's that idea of it's like oh my god these kids are literally brainwashed so it's like yeah. if you give me that 
I'm good with that. That so spoke to the uh, raised by conservative child in yes. me as well. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yeah, I give me any story of leaving the church. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever church that may be. Now, yeah. Kevin, for people who haven't visited Shira before, or maybe only know the Noel Stevenson, if you okay. couldn't like give me your your elevator pitch of why they should get out like in, is, uh, at the end of this episode go and watch some episodes what would be what would be your elevator pitch okay it's fun it's gorgeous and it will warm your heart and make you laugh sometimes too i love it well kevin thank you for being on the show it's been oh God, so delightful you. to have this conversation with you i love uh, it remind everyone again where they can find you and find your work Okay, um, I have a Redbubble store, Kevin T. Smith, but if that's too complicated for you to find, just go to kevin.com, K-E-V-E-N-N.com, and I have links to my stores, my work. I have so much Shira work. You can buy all kinds of uh, products, T-shirts, uh, masks, whatever you want. Um, I've got it for you, and I and more to come. I've got still more characters I'm doing in my series, and... Um, Eventually, I will make myself stop, but I'm in retentive, so I, I have to do them all. <laughs> hey, Nerf Herders. You sure you want to go with that? Hey, everyone? There we go. More inviting. Have you ever had a movie that you really wanted to love, but something holds you back? Or one that you did love in spite of a flaw? Well, I'm Casey. And I'm Sam Alisea. And on another pass, we sit down with cool guests to look at movies that we find fascinating. But flawed. And we try to imagine what could have been done when they were made to give them that little push. We're not experts. We just believe in criticism. Uh, constructive criticism. Sure. So come take another pass at some movies with us. And every now and then we can celebrate movies that did it on their own too. You can find us at certainpov.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Pass it on. Saturday Morning Confidential is brought to you by Dreamer Productions and is a proud member of the Certain POV Podcast Network. You can find us on Facebook at Saturday Morning Confidential, on Instagram at SMC Pod, and on Twitter at The SMC Podcast. You can find all the shows that Certain POV has to offer at CertainPOV.com or also on Patreon at Dreamer Productions, where your donation of only $2 a month keeps constant programming coming in and supporting our new shows as we go throughout 2022. Now join us again next time for another deep dive into the files of Saturday Morning Confidential. CPOV. CertainPOV.com.